Welcome back to another episode of the Rookery, a Gargoyles podcast. I am Michael Maxwell, and with me as always... I'm Derek Murray. And we are covering Temptation, the second episode and what we have coined the... Well, we've, we've each coined it individually. I have coined it the Idiot Trilogy of Episodes, and Derek has coined it... Uh, the Three Stooges. Yes. So The Three uh, Stooges Trilogy. That yes. is... <laughs> Uh, this this one, I will say, I you know, I, this one differs from our last episode a little bit, even though they're very similar in the way they kind of unfold. Uh, I do feel like this one has a little bit more purpose. And as I was talking about, if you listen to our last episode, uh, I talked a lot about how, you know, that the thrill of the hunt felt very jarring from kind of the awakening, uh, you know, where it's, you know, the awakening is very uh, feature film-esque and the thrill of the hunt is very episodic this one feels a bit more like the best combinations of both if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay um so yeah we covered uh we co- covered thrill of the hunt last time and now we're on to temptation um so last time lexington was the idiot this time brooklyn's the idiot <laughs> and, uh... rinse and repeat baby rinse <laughs> <Yeah>. and repeat <laughs> So uh, we usually tackle the voice cast first in case there's any changes or any guest stars or anything like that. There is none of that here um, because this it's most of this is Goliath, Brooklyn and uh, Demona. So, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that is that is the majority of the episode, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this all kicks off with uh, there's an abandoned building. Lexington uh, is inside working on a motorcycle, like a custom motorcycle that he's making. Uh, you have Brooklyn and Broadway there waiting and they're like kind of egging him on to finish it up and hurry up. And something, what is it? Like Brooklyn's like, you've seen one before or like something like that. Like what's taking so long? You've seen one of these before. Yeah. <laughs> and like Lexington's like, you've you've ridden a horse oh yeah because he's like you've ridden one of these before what's things on he's like you've ridden a horse could you build one from scratch with spare parts <laughs> which is it's a great interaction it but is, also yeah. but also can we talk about the look of this bike for a second there's no way you made that bike with spare parts cartoon magic baby no no <laughs> that i <laughs> if the bike would have looked more like a traditional chopper but yeah. like like just like clunky in places i would have been like okay he built that out of spare parts that looks like you stole that from xanatos's garage (laughs) this thing is so sleek and like armored looking like there's no you did not even when he first pulls it out it like does that ding that shine like it's (laughs) like waxed and everything and i'm like no that you did not build that out of spare parts i'm sorry you did not um but anyway he completes it, and then Brooklyn grabs a helmet, pops a couple of holes in it for his horns, and then he just he just fucks off with the, he just takes it and yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I got I got Night Rider shit to do, guys. Yeah, uh, tucking his wings up under under his arms for a change. Usually they do it over the top as a cloak. This time he tucks them under so that he can put a biker jacket on over. Um, you got to be then, cool when you're riding. Yeah, it's, put, it's very important. Put some sunglasses on. Yeah, the stunner shades. Yep. It is. I will say this. It is a really cool look for Brooklyn. I I actually dig it. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's it's fun. It's it's uh you know 
he's imitating humans. It's it's good. I, I like it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then, so, and he takes off. And at first the other two are like, yeah, go. And then they're like, but well, he's not coming back. Like, <laughs> like I said, once you're on the block. Yeah. It suddenly sets in. They're like, when, when is it our turn? And, then, <laughs> and of course, Brooklyn, he, he doesn't care. He's just gone. He just, yeah. he goes and has no intentions of coming back. He, he finds like a, a biker gang that's, that's riding out there and he, he pulls up and he starts riding with them. They're like, sweet hog, bro. <laughs> and to the point where they, they literally stop. They, yeah. They stop in the middle of the road to check out his sweet bike. Yeah. That's, um, that's how good his spare parts are. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the thing does, especially when you look at their motorcycles, his stuff, his looks straight out of the future. So yeah. I, I would probably be like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's, let's take a look at that as well. Um, but of course he gets so elated that they've taken an interest that he takes his glasses and helmet off and they go, they, they go from zero to violent. So uh, man, they, they woke up that day and chose violence. They were re- like, they were just waiting for him yeah. to do anything un- unpolite. <laughs> Yeah, they they do. They go to zero to violence in in the in the blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they they attack him like it's a monster. Get him! Like that's yeah. I think that's the exact line. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and we're talking like some of it's a little cartoony. There's like one point where they're like dog pile on him. Yeah, um, and then he has to do like the the Hulk kind of push everybody off type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But at one point, like they they are just surrounding him and they're like throwing punches inside, and you're like, this is this is a little dark. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it, it, it does get dark. Real of quick course, with that. if that were the only dark part of this episode, that would be something. But there's there's something coming up that I was like, upon a rewatch, I was like, wait, kids were watching this. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh uh, Demona shows up um, and s- saves him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you could say that. You could yeah. say saves him. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I mean, she's she's there. She she represents whatever. Um, he is c- clearly c- taken aback by her actions. You know, it's he's thrown off and he's, he's upset, you know, uh, about everything that's going on because that's what when he when he first gets saved he thinks that it's one of he thinks it's lexington or broadway and so right, when right. it's revealed that it's her he is he's not happy yeah <laughs> um especially <laughs> since she tried to blow him up with a bazooka yeah you know that does leave a foul bad taste in your mouth you know when somebody tries to kill you with a bazooka um <laughs> You know, kind of unprovoked, to be honest. You had yeah. no idea. <laughs> you didn't do anything but exist. That's literally the only reason she did it. Yeah. Um, but she's she's very apologetic, and you know, and she she tells him that she was crazed with rage and and fear from hundreds of years of dealing with humans. And of course, that is like Brooklyn's like, whoa, what what do you mean? I thought you were stone like us. And she's she offers to tell him more. Um, but that her saving his life should at least buy her a few minutes of his time to like 
convince him of her point of view essentially mm -hmm. and he even though he shouldn't he, this is this is where the the idiocy comes in even though he absolutely shouldn't he's like okay i'll hear you out and she she yeah. takes him on a, a tour of the city and but it's not like a fun tour but like a tour of all the bad things happening in the city right. so like a woman getting mugged um the domestic the, violence dispute the, yeah, the domestic <laughs> violence thing the the chalk outline and gun going into an evidence bag and then the body in a body bag being wheeled into the ambulance what is happening and i, and oh, I was like oh, shit. is this an episode of csi what is happening <laughs> what are we doing here it was so dark yeah no it's super dark of, of it course, is it, super dark. It doesn't. It doesn't hold a, a, any any candle to uh, the darkness of the next episode when Elisa gets shot with her own gun. Oh, yeah. building. It's all. It's it's escalation, right? We were. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. They gotta they gotta really hammer that point home and set it up <laughs> early in this one. <laughs> so, oh yeah, um, but yeah, I will. I the one thing I do want to say here though is is as much as. You know, as much as Lexington, or, or I'm sorry, not Lexington, as much as Brooklyn absolutely shouldn't have gone with her, um, I do like that they kind of, uh, again, show the uh, master manipulation of Demona. Like, she is very good at getting what she wants and kind of manipulating people to do that, especially with people like Brooklyn, Lexington, like these guys that aren't quite you know they're, they she preys on that naivety and i think she does it really well uh which is why i think there's a little bit more of a redemption arc and a little bit more of an understanding um as to why brooklyn was you know against his better judgment why it was okay for him to kind of go with her if that makes sense no i you're, you're absolutely right because the even though we don't really get a clear like idea of how old all the gargoyles are or how long they live it's very clear that lexington broadway and brooklyn are still very impressionable and right and you get the sense that maybe like lexington's definitely feels like he's the youngest of the group and so i think some of that is just like his size but the way he talks and stuff he he comes across like the most naive out of the bunch right but they're all very impressionable and so even though he initially tries to stick to his guns yeah you can see that demona just she knows the right things to say yeah to yeah to get him to kind of pay attention you know and she and she's backing it up with proof she's showing all these horrible things that humans do to each other and, and says that she's experienced humanity for a thousand years and knows that their clan will be slaughtered in the same way that these people slaughter themselves like if, right. if they're willing to kill themselves so easily how do gargoyles stand any chance and that's really yeah. what kind of pushes him over to her side and is like okay yeah let's let's make uh let's make goliath see things your way um, right yeah and of course she is very careful to to manipulate the situation like she she doesn't want to harm goliath she just wants to show him the truth through magical <laughs> means which oh okay bitch yeah yeah like I, I, that's that's again where i'm like uh, really you're not getting any weird tingles and yeah. tingles yeah. <laughs> no alarm bells are going off here bro what is happening come on 
<laughs> do better. <laughs> like, I know you're easily manipulated, but she is literally telling you a diabolical scheme. Yeah, it's like, I, I just, I look, there's a magic spell book. You know the one that turned you into stone for a thousand years? Yeah. You bring me that book, and yeah. I can cast a, a, tr a spell on Goliath to make him see the truth about humans for what they are. And Brooklyn's just like, okay. That, like, yeah, no, this this checks, checks out. out. Yeah, yeah, like, this, this is this is right. You're right. It's like you're so stupid. <laughs> so uh so anyway, he returns back uh to the castle and um you know Goliath asks how his joyride went, and uh Brooklyn says it was illuminating. Um and then we we do get I think a little bit of Elisa in this episode and it, but it's the same it's the same context as the last episode like she's right. here to just be like hey xanatos is getting out of jail soon y'all can't stay here and <laughs> yeah yeah and then, he's not a good guy <laughs> yeah and then goliath is like whatever shut up you're stupid uh yeah. <laughs> and that's it like that's her whole purpose in both the, this episode and the last episode was just to be like hey you guys need to go somewhere else and goliath being like no we're fine keep your yeah. opinions to yourself that's it that's yeah, like, <laughs> right this is, this is our home this is our castle you can you can shut up we we got this and then the next episode she's gonna get shot and be in a coma for the whole episode what yeah <laughs> what? <laughs> i'm just wondering maybe the the actress the voice actress maybe had some sort of weird conflict and they could only you know, like get the the quick couple lines that she says because it just it, she was such an integral part of everything that culminates in the awakening stuff. And, and yeah. she feels like such an important part of the cast that to have her just basically disappear for three episodes feels so weird. Yeah, it does. You're right. You're absolutely right. It does feel really, really weird and, and kind of out of place because you, you definitely should get more of her, especially because she is such an integral part of not just the show, but like of goliath and who goliath is becoming you know what i mean like yeah. she's she's their their guide to the world and he's just kind of like yeah we're over it we don't need you <laughs> yeah so again goliath is just staying firm um you know if if xanatos comes back we'll fight him again but we're not leaving and uh brooklyn starts to argue but the sun comes up putting him all to sleep and this this made me wonder about gargoyles and i'm wondering if you have the same question or if you have a theory on it but like when we when humans sleep it's even though we're not actively aware of the passage of time there is there is time that happens so like you can and it's not always the case because you know time is weird but like you can be thinking about something and you could be mad about something and then you can go to sleep and because that time has passed and your brain is is doing other things and thinking about other things while you're sleeping that you can wake up and not be mad anymore or or maybe you are sometimes you still are but mm -hmm. but it can lessen that thing that you were thinking about right when almost like you're aware that time has passed and it has distanced you from that thing but when these guys go to sleep they just become solid stone like you're not they're not aware of of what's happening around them that that much has to be clear otherwise they would be aware of the world changing and they all would have all been driven insane 
if they could see everything that was happening around them over a thousand years. Right. So they clearly go into a, a dark sleep state where they don't know what's happening around them. But is it sleep in the way that like humans sleep or is it like they become this lifeless statue and it's instant? You know what I mean? Like for them, it's like they they go become stone and then come out of stone. And for them, it was like a blink of an eye. Is it like yeah. that? Or do they it, kind of like humans feel the passage of time when they sleep? Do, do gargoyles have that same thing? Yeah, it's strange. I get the sense that it is. So I guess the question is, do gargoyles dream? Um, and, <laughs> uh, I <laughs> No, they do not. Um, that's, that's the sense that I get. Because in the previous episode, uh, when uh, Lexington and uh, Goliath are kind of going at it, they get frozen right as they're arguing. And yeah. then when they come to, they literally just resume the argument. Right. So I, I, I don't think that they have any, like they know that time has passed simply because time has passed, but not by any, um, uh, not by any actual time passing. Does that make sense? Like they're, they yeah. really are just stone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right. It's just, uh, as I was watching it, I was like fascinated by it. I was like, <laughs> how does their sleep work? Because yeah. they, they turn into an inanimate object when they do. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so morning arrives and uh, the the other two stooges are like, hey, let's go get some breakfast. And Brooklyn's like, nah, bras, uh, I'll, I got some stuff to do. And then he sneaks into the castle, steals the Grimorum and uh, flies it to Demona and says that uh, she's like, bring bring Goliath here and she'll take care of the rest. And again, no, nobody questions it. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone's just like, yep, yep, yeah. Just, uh, just bring that old book over, man. She's, she's, she's changed. And, and it is one of those things. Where it's like, yes, you know that you you fought along alongside this person a thousand years ago, and you you thought you knew them well, but clearly she is not the same person based on right. what happened in the previous episode. So, like, I don't know. I just. The fact that he has no alarm bells going off at all. Yeah, is nothing. So yeah, it's so, yeah, it's it's very, I, and again, like we talked about, yes, Brooklyn is very impressionable. Uh, and you can tell that he is probably younger uh, when it comes to, you know, how they're framed as gargoyles. But like, bro, come on. You got to notice something, yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he goes back to the, the castle and... Um, Whereas, and see this, what sets the, the two episodes apart is that when Lexington convinced Goliath to go, Lexington was effectively innocent in, in the sense that, yes, he was tricked by the pack, but when he asked Goliath to come with him, there's no trickery involved. Goliath knows he is going to meet the pack and he is already suspicious, so he can be uh, on alert. Right. Whereas Brooklyn is like, hey, Goliath, I found this sweet place called the Cloisters that uh, reminds me of back home. I think you'd really enjoy it. And Goliath is like, well, no reason not to trust you. Let's go check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, for sure. And then they get there. And of course, and then 
Demona starts. <laughs> I can't even remember the line, but when she appears and she says something like Goliath sees her and says something, and then she says something about yes, uh, obey my commands or something about something about obedience, right? Yeah. And Brooklyn's standing right next to her. She hasn't started casting the spell yet. <laughs> but the words that just came out of her mouth do not imply that she intends to just open his eyes. When she says, obey my commands, or, you know, you, you would think like, wait, that's that can't be right. Yeah, just that's, slap yeah. that book out of her hand. But he just totally yeah. lets her cast the spell before he's like, oh, no, I've I've done a horrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we get we, we get the spell cast and Goliath, his eyes glow green and he's now under her control. And he becomes what I like to call um, Eeyore Goliath <laughs> because he looks sad. It's sad, Goliath. He's like, <laughs> Eeyore Goliath. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> but didn't it though? Like his his whole face like kind of sags. So just he's got yeah. sad, like lost my tail again. Like that's, <laughs> that's like I'm under someone's control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even uh, and his moves are all a bit a bit lethargic too. Like even when he does things, it's like yeah. you know, yeah. May, maybe you could argue that it's like his own inner will is trying to battle it, but he just can't. So yeah, he is. You're right. He is a bit more lumbering, and yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eor Goliath. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I will never think of it any other way again. Now, <laughs> whenever I sit down to watch this episode, I'm literally just going to call it Eor Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> the temptation of Eor Goliath. Anyway, the temptation of Eor Goliath. <laughs> oh Lord, I love it. <laughs> great so um anyway at this point um like i the demona still, is still trying to convince it like it's it's a weird thing because you get the vibe that like she i i think there is a a, a truth to her lie in the sense that she has been alone for a thousand years and and she's been through the ringer. We don't find this out until much later, but she has been through some shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so I think there is a, an element of her wanting to be with her clan again, but it, it's on her terms. And so she's still trying to convince Brooklyn that this is the way. You know what I mean? Like we, Goliath will use him uh, to take kill our enemies or whatever you know what i mean like yeah that that sort of a thing um but she's not actively trying to like destroy brooklyn at first she's just trying to convince him that she's right and her point of view is the correct one and right. when it's like no then <laughs> she's like okay well then you have to be you're, you're part of the problem so i'm gonna have to make you a slave too yeah um so yeah i think maybe that she would still like to have the clan with her it's just she she wants them to be as hateful and resentful against humans yeah sure and it, i mean it, it does make sense and i think it's one of the things that actually makes her uh, such a compelling villain um is that she's complicated like you you understand and as a huge antithesis to somebody like xanatos you completely understand why demona is the way that she is like 
and you can understand her contempt for humanity, um, you know, in, in a lot of the, the things that she experiences. And obviously we don't know that right now, but it doesn't really change the fact that like, we can tell that she is something hurt her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we definitely get that vibe um, that she's not just like evil. Like Xanatos is evil from the jump. Like we just know that he's just a bad dude with bad intentions, but Demona seems to have something buried underneath there. Um, you know, which is why she continually tries to get all of her clan on her side. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, so basically fisticuffs ensue. Like she, she tries to put the spell on, on Brooklyn. And when that fails, she just orders Goliath to destroy him or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Take him down. Um, uh, Brooklyn manages to escape and eventually he does get the book away from her and he gets it open and he's like sifting through it. She gets back into an exchange with him and she gets the book back. Uh, and she orders Goliath to, you know, take him out and Goliath isn't moving. And she's like, but I have the book. And then, um, we get that cool reveal where Brooklyn's like, yeah, but I've got the spell. Yeah. Um, redemption, baby. Yeah. Uh, and he, Obviously, he doesn't know how to break the spell, so he just orders Goliath. Poor Goliath in this episode, man. It's, yeah. just, <laughs> it's just everyone's bitch. Uh, so, bossing him around. Yeah. So he commands Goliath to get Demona, and uh, and then a little pursuit happens, and there's you know some exchange back and forth between the three of them uh, as far as like physicality and stuff like that. And then Demona dives off a cliff and uses this opportunity to throw the book towards the water knowing that Brooklyn has to go after the book if he wants to save Goliath and gives her a chance to escape, which yeah, it's exactly what happens. Brooklyn gets the book. Um, they, he brings Goliath back. Um, and then they're all standing around like, I don't know how to do this. And then we get Elisa's big, big moment. She hasn't been yeah. this episode at all, but, <laughs> but she's the brains behind the operation. Yeah. When you, when you need her to be. Yeah. I mean, look, she, I would say that it's a, it's a pretty clever resolution. Like the way that she solves, like works around how the spell works, I think was pretty clever. Any he yeah, no, I would be proud. Yeah. I... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is. It is a really clever, uh, clever solution i i like it because it's you know they don't they don't have some like magical person they've never met that's like ooh, come see me i'll show you how to break the spell she just manipulates the spell to to work in their favor i, I like that it's it's good yeah um and so and then and that re reverts goliath back to normal but she you know she she says i want you to act as though you weren't under a spell and it works so yeah. What I thought would have been funny is though is is even if he acted as though he was not under a spell, but since the spell is essentially still in effect, if his eyes were still green and he was still <laughs> he was still he still had that Eeyore look about him, but he was normal. He was like, "No, I like this. This is who I am. <laughs> it's who I want to be." <laughs> well, this is me now. <laughs> Just sad Goliath. <laughs> the world is saying just becomes emo Goliath. <laughs> Jesus. Woo. And then Brooklyn says that, that any species that has you for a member can't be all can't be all bad. 
and she's like thanks i think um it's a saucy pickup line it's a <laughs> it's a pretty saucy line which is funny because like I know he was wrestling with his his thoughts on humanity the whole episode, but it was really Demona was the villain of the piece, and she's one of you. So for you to say this kind of negging thing <laughs> at the end of the episode, it's just it was kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then of course we go out on a funny line where uh, they're about the sun's about to come up. They're all getting in place, and then Lexington is like, "Hey, what happened to the bike?" And then Brooklyn's like, <laughs> it blew up. And then just and at first Lexington's like, oh, and then and then he gets that, oh, look. <laughs> it gets frozen on his face as the sun comes up. Yeah. I like when they do little things like that, though. When they when they kind of freeze in in, you know, whatever immediately has happened before. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that 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 exchange is just great. It's a great little exchange. The hey, what happened to the motorcycle? Um, it blew up. Oh, what? <laughs> That's comedy for you. Uh, and they nail it, which is good because, uh, again, it is a bit of a dark episode. And so to have have some of those fun moments, especially lighten it up at the end, I think is a is a good way to wrap up the episode. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I guess for, you know, final thoughts for, for myself, mm -hmm. um, I of the three Stooges episode, I actually enjoyed this one the most. Um, some of that has to do with just how much I love Demona as a character. I just think she is such a great antagonist, uh, especially in this first season. Um, and just everything we see from her, you're just like, yes, I, I want this to be a main thing. I, I enjoy this so much. Um, and, you know, I, I like her manipulation. It doesn't feel as heavy handed as the other one, even though it does still kind of have that message. Um, but yeah, I, I, of the Three Stooges episodes, I, I think this is probably my favorite one. Yeah, uh, I so for me, I I think I still prefer um, the Thrill of the Hunt a little bit more than this one, just because I really enjoy the pack. And okay, and while we you know while we discussed in the previous episode that they don't get nearly as much uh, personality displayed in that episode as we think they should have, I still think it was a fun new group to bring in to, to right. be these, you know, uh, enemies for the, the, Goli uh, the Goliaths. <laughs> and it's what the show is anyway, but, but you know, for the gargoyles. So for me, I, I think that episode is a little bit more fun. Um, even though, again, it makes my favorite character look like a twat. Um, <laughs> but this is a solid episode too. I would say out of the three, this is my second favorite. I think the, the gun safety episode is probably my least favorite of the three. Yeah. Yeah, because that one is, and, and obviously we, we, you know, that one is, it, it's the most heavy-handed out yes. of the three of them, and it's it's assaulting in its heavy-handedness. Yeah, and I mean, just surprising. I I cannot believe they got away with putting that on on television at the time for kids. Yeah, because like a lot of a lot of cartoons have that stipulation, like you can't show blood, you can't do this. Not only does she get shot, we see a pool of blood. <laughs> yeah no it, it gets dark it definitely gets dark and it's not like getting winged in the arm by a laser or something on gi joe and it's smoking the, right she's in a coma or like <laughs> it's it's dark it's so yeah. dark so yeah. um but anyway yeah so that's nothing against this episode but again if we're just if we're rating the three uh 
last one is my favorite then this one and then that one which we'll obviously get into in our next episode yes um but i don't yeah i don't have any other final thoughts on this one is i it's a solid episode um again the whole idea of these these characters it's just being dumb and getting goliath into dumb situations <laughs> the, i the, this episode i do i feel the the worst out of all three episodes i feel the worst for goliath in this episode because yeah <laughs> because he's just fully duped he's just fully not, oh, we're gonna have a nice time at the cloisters and then <laughs> And then suddenly he's a mindless slave. Like, yeah, it right. Sucks. No, it, it does. It, it really does suck for him. And it goes dark real quick uh, when, when it comes to that kind of stuff, for sure. Yeah. So, all right. If you have thoughts on Gargoyles, the series in general, or this particular episode, Temptation, please, please let us know. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode. Uh, shoot me an email at michael at jackvallnerdshow.com or... You use the contact us form at jackofallnerdshow.com. Um, yeah, our next episode, again, rounding out the Idiot Trilogy or the Three Stooges Trilogy will be aptly named the episode Deadly Force. Oh, <laughs> uh, Even in the name, we're going to make it dark. So on uh, behalf of Derek and myself, you hold the book, Demona, but I hold the spell.